We can take a trip, go to Thailand Or wherever you want it, babe We can make a movie, let me set the camera up You can be the director, babe How you do that? Girl, you got it all, but you knew that You don't wanna get involved, you been through that Leave everything at home, we'll be right back All I wanna do is make you mine Oh, no, Forget no. about the past, oh, no Don't look back, only when I hit it from the back Oh, no, no, no Don't hold back, baby, give me everything you got lately Have I told you you're beautiful? You're beautiful Have I told you I love you so? We are, we are getting good listens, good numbers. Like, numbers. That's exciting. Now. It's very exciting. Like, I didn't even know I had support out here like that. And honestly, like I said, it's not all my family, so this is like... <laughs> it ain't your mama listening to the, to the podcast. Yeah, it's not my mama. On so. play, 17 it, times it in a row. Mama, 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 mama. It's not my mama. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so actually moving from Michigan to go to school... In Virginia, it worked out for me in my, uh, it worked out for me because now I know a lot of people. And your little five, little five week podcast career. Well, it's been I'm more than five weeks. It worked weeks. out for me. It's been 10 weeks. I'm just asking. I'm not hating. Okay. Well, anyway. If I hate on you, that's hating on me. We and back I don't hate fact. me. We back in the fact. Like we ain't never left. We a little late, but it's all good though, because that means that life happens. You're not gonna have to wait that long for the next one that's gonna be coming up. So unless that one's late, that one ain't gonna be late. <laughs> we said that about be, this one. We ain't gonna be typical black people out here. We are gonna be on time. Stereotypes are stereotypes for a reason, bro. People just ain't come out of thin air and make up black people always late. You know what I seen online? It was like name one thing black people not late for. Name one thing. Yeah, I don't know. Clocking out. This is true. <laughs> this is true. That's the only thing. You'll be late for free before 11 Bro, at the club. when I tell you that I had a coworker at my job that when she, when it hit 7 o'clock, smoke fly, <laughs> flies by. That's Malik. Papers. That is Malik. <laughs> Everybody moves out Malik way. Bruh. He be in the middle of a conversation. Bruh. At 3.59, he will just walk out. Shh. He don't even tell you I'm gone. Bruh. He just stops talking and he walks out. Jump, and I what's so that. whack is that like when we first started working there, our clock out thing, there was a timer that had a second hand on it. And he would be sitting there like this, hand on his mouth. Wait. Bro, it'd be so funny because you got your finger on the mouse with your shit ready to get hit in duty. As soon as it hit seven, fuck out. That J was like four zero 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 point. Well, no, four zero zero point zero zero. He clicked that J. I don't even know if he shut the computer down. Bye, Felicia. Out of here, bro. Facts. Yeah, but. We ain't even about to be talking about black stereotypes because we love our black people, you know what I'm saying? This is the year of the African-American. Oh, 
<laughs> you need a button for that. I do. I was supposed to say that I need that though. I wanna I want you to get a button for the um for when they be barking. Ooh, ooh, ooh. They don't mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, true that. That was mad disrespectful. Well It anyway, is what it is. So let's get um let's get back on track here. Let's go ahead and get it started. We're gonna um go ahead and hit it with the uh back in my day. Oh, we trying, y'all. We trying. I might actually edit this week. You know what I'm saying? I might do a little fixing and fixer uppering since I took so long to get the get it recorded here for you guys. So. Where you looking at me from? All right. So oh, this, this was your topic. topic. You got to This was your topic. You actually, all of them were mine. This except, is, except yo, one. Low key, this is gonna be the Britney show. So she it's literally planned show. this. She playing this one all the way out from top to bottom, so I'm like, I'm really proud of her. And she got some good shit. Like, I low key feel like these are mature topics. So, I'm, I'm nigga, why not mature? I'm saying, I'm, I'm just gave her a compliment. Mature. We need some Martin buttons. We do need some Martin buttons. We're gonna, we're as gonna much as that. we watch Martin and quote Martin, we need some buttons. We have to make some. Can we figure this is out? True. Put that on your um honey do list we're for your next day off. Why you always trying to get plan out my days off? Cause you don't be doing nothing. Go ahead, Brittany. Introduce this segment, please. Okay, so this week on Back in My Day, we are talking about only children versus, I guess, people who weren't only children. I'm not an only child. That's me. Bruce is the only child. Technically. And I feel like, well, yeah. But I feel like that plays a part into how you grow up. Like, how you are when you're an adult. This is true. I feel the same way. This is very much so true. It's funny. Because everything they tell you about only child syndrome. You're not. It's a myth. No, it's not a myth. It's such a myth. I don't think it's a myth because, like, I have a cousin who's the only child, but she wasn't treated like an only child. Like, she grew up, I think, living with her cousins. So, it was like she had siblings, even though biologically she was an only child. So, those fundamental things, like, about sharing and whatever else, she learned because she was always around her cousins who were, Mm -hmm. like, siblings to her. I feel like you're the same way. I can tell you the difference in it. So, what I can say about all three of my close cousins, my closest cousins, we were, all three of us were single, like we were only children. So, like I was my mom's only son and my cousin Marcus, that was they, he was the only one. Kevin, Aunt Tracy's only son. All three of us was really, really close. We're like brothers. So one thing I can say about us where we learn how to be, because we're all super caring. We're very, well, I can say more than anybody. Kevin is the most responsible. I don't know how the hell that shit happened, but he's like mad responsible. Don't do Kevin like that. Kevin's like mad, but I just, it's weird because I just don't, I, I'm not trying to insult him or nothing like that, but I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how, how it happened, happen, but he is like super responsible. Okay. Like, 
He a grown man, dog. It's weird. I, just mean, I, I never thought in the wildest world be, that he, he would be the most responsible. Because uh, growing up, but then again, he had the most structure growing up, though. Nigga played chess. He had piano lessons. He was low key structured growing up. So now it make it actually makes sense, kind of. That's what I'm saying. Like how you were as a child really does affect how you are older. He's mad responsible, but usually. The thing, my whole association with responsible um, adults, I feel like they come from dual parent households a lot of times. At least, or in my does case, it have to do with like the number that you are, like what, how you fall in the family line? Like you can, I can spot a oldest child a mile away. Like people be I, that I interact with, I be like. You got siblings? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, you the oldest, ain't you? Just because it's a certain way that we are. The only reason why I say I'm making generalizations for my friendships. So, literally, out of all my friends, me and Ken Gearwright, my bro, are like the only two that came from a single parent household. Butter, dual parent household. Slurmouth, dual parent household. We're not talking about that. We're talking about siblings. I know, but this is what I'm saying. I'm just more so talking. I'm not trying to get off topic here, but I'm more so saying just about being responsible. So that was my association with raising super responsible kids because when you have that structure in the household and you're seeing this and you got your father teaching you this and your mother teaching you this and then you're actually able to observe how a household is operated, I just felt like it made you more responsible. But regardless of that, Kevin is the most responsible out of all of us. It just, it is what it is. He's super responsible, good husband, good father. Very proud of him. Um, but the reason why I was going to say, what I was saying essentially was the reason why I feel like we're so caring and kind of break the stereotype of a uh, only child mode is because of our parent, like our mother. Like, we were super close with our mothers being, uh, I guess you could say mama boys. Our parents were like very, very selfless. They showed us how to give and how to be supportive and give the shirt off your back for anyone. His mom was like that. My mom was like that. And that's kind of like how we kind of grew up and were able to be um, so caring and stuff. Because, like, my whole thing is I feel like every girl that I dated that had siblings had a problem with sharing or they had selfish ways. And my association with that, this is just me making the generalization, I don't know if this is accurate or not, is that the whole idea of mine or I always felt like I had to share or give it to my siblings when I had something. So when I got older and I had my own, I don't want to have to share no more. I don't want to have to have no one take it away from me. That's my whole thought process on it. What you think? I keep telling you you're wrong. Every time you bring that up, that has nothing to do with it. I met a lot of stingy girls that had siblings, man. I never really had to share anything with my sister and my brother. Mind you, we're five years apart. Right. So it's like, if anything, I would get stuff that they wouldn't get just because they were younger than I was. And that's not a... Five years, to me, is not that huge of a gap. But... It's big enough to where I would be able to do things that they couldn't do. But I also got the responsibility of making sure they did what they were supposed to do. Like when my mom was working at um, at the elementary school, 
down the street from my house, we would go to my aunt's house after school. And then at like 7.30 or 8 o'clock, she would take us home so we could get ready for bed because my mom didn't get off until late. And my dad didn't either. And I would be there with my sister and brother, like making sure everything was packed in their backpacks for the next day at school. That if anything needed to be signed, it was out on the table so my mama could see it when she got home. That they took their showers and pretty much got ready for school the next day and got in bed by the time my mom would come home at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So it's like... That's what you like between me like you, my mama? No. <laughs> just... It's just... But it's ingrained in me to always like look out for my sister and my brother. As an oldest child, you're like a second parent. Because they, your parents are going to ask you, watch them while I go to the store. Mm-hmm. Make sure they don't do such and such. Like, I would get in trouble when there would be stuff that my sister and brother didn't do that my mama told me to make sure they did. And granted, that wasn't all the time, but I feel like it's like that for any older sibling. Like, you were supposed to make sure they did. Well, what if they ain't listen? What am I supposed to do then? Mm-hmm. Which is a lot of times the issue. And I think you feel like that because you, most of the time, only children are raised with no rules. That's a lie. They do what they want to do. Not saying like they wilding out, but when we first moved in together, not we won't even we did we even move in together when you ate my cupcake. I don't know, but I elaborate on what you're saying. You don't remember my cupcake? I remember eating your cupcake, but elaborate on what you're saying. And I was pissed because you ate my cupcake and you ain't bring it in this house. So therefore, it was not yours. And if you wanted it, you could have texted me or called me and asked me if I could have your cupcake. So that's where you get this whole no rules thing from? Yes. Because what you said to me at that time was like, when me and my mama buy stuff, it's just food for the house in general. Because it's just you and your mama. And you don't have no siblings. I guess I can I can agree with that. I guess. I mean, I'm selfless. Like if I bring something in the house, Brittany. Now, granted, you're not gonna do this because you just have that ingrained in you to not touch anything that's not yours. Essentially, I would ask you before I eat anything. I still do that now. Right, and I'd be like, Brittany, it's in the refrigerator. Just I'm eat like, it. can I get a banana? I'm like, Brittany, it's in the house. Just <laughs> eat it. Like, I know I would never. But my thing is, I would never get mad at you for eating something that's in the refrigerator. Even if it was mine, even if I've been waiting for it all day long. I would. I would never get and mad I at did. you. Right? It's not that big of a deal to me. But it's not I get that it. it's, it's a big, big deal. deal. It's just for how long? Twenty eight. For twenty seven years, minus the years that I w- had my own place, that's just been how it was. Like I would go out to dinner and I'd bring leftovers home and if it was in the refrigerator for more than two days, my mom be like, What's in your container from Ruby Tuesdays? You gonna eat that? I'd be like, Yes or no. And then I give it to her or I tell her I was gonna eat it for lunch or I had plans for it or whatever. So that's just how I'm used to operating. When I came back and my cupcake was gone, I felt some type of way. Now I don't mind getting you your own. Well, all right, so what and you other... you don't mind sharing. I don't. I really don't. Like, it's no big deal. I don't mind sharing, um, but I just buy you your own. It's the same way where, like, when I go grocery shopping, I always make sure I get you something, whether you ask for it or not. I just 
make that a habit of mine. Like, because I'd be like, ooh, Brittany likes such, 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 such. Let me get this for her. But what a, regardless, what's a, um, a only child mm, stereotype that I can debunk here? Because I got the answers. I know a lot about being an only child. I don't know. I don't believe in only child stereotypes because of my cousin Erica and my cousin Jasmine. I will say we like are they were they were because... only children, and you wouldn't know it by their behavior. Only children can't get away with shit because you're the only one. So if something happened, you did it. <laughs> like you can't get rid of it. They weren't bad though. Yeah, we're not bad. Like any kids. of the only ki- only children I knew, they weren't doing a lot of stuff to try to no get away crazy with crazy stuff. Yeah, like. But even the same thing with having siblings. When stuff happened, my parents knew who did what. Because they knew us. If anything was broken, my brother did it. Well, that's because he was the only boy. No, it was because he was always jumping off of something or throwing something when he had no yeah, he business. in the clutch. Or just breaking stuff. Like when we got our first computer, I don't know what was wrong with him. Whether he had nanomites in his body or he just... Who? Nanomites. I don't know... What happened? But every single time my brother touched that computer, something was wrong with it. It just <laughs> froze up. I don't know why. Don't know why. <laughs> my mama would come behind him and try to like do some stuff for her daycare up there. And she was like, what you do to my computer? Nothing. I was just watching wrestling videos. Now it ain't working. And he was like, I don't know why. I ain't do it. Anytime that would happen, I was like, mama, you just don't know what you're doing. Let me get it. Yeah, when I get back on it, it be working. But nah, bro. that wasn't him. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime he get back on it, he be like, "Oh, it is broke." <laughs> All right. Well, if you ain't got nothing else to say on it, I mean, cause I'm trying to debunk some myths here. But if you don't need any of my only child expertise, then you know, I don't have no myths to debunk. I'm just. What you thinking? I was thinking. Because a lot of people say we spoil. A lot of people say we are kind of spoiled because we're the only ones that can get the shit. So we kind of are spoiled. I don't believe that only children are. You were low key partially raised like an only child because they're five years apart from you. You had a lot of good years of it just being you. I don't remember none of that. Well, I remember what I see in pictures. Like, I have. I don't even associate with you. Memory. and your dad look like y'all had the best time before the twins came. <laughs> but I don't really Feast remember you. a lot of that. I was happy when I had a sister and brother. I don't know nothing about that. I asked my mom if I was mad about it. And she was like, because I don't remember my reaction. She was like, no. You had too many cousins for it to even matter. Harsh realities of being from Flint, Michigan. I didn't meet my uh, older sister until I was 17 years old. And I met my middle sister when I was probably like six or seven, maybe. Well, I knew all my siblings all my life, even my older sister. But the good news about me and my sisters are we very, very close. We communicate with each other. Uh, not mm-hmm. every day, but, you know. Me, my sister, my brother. Periodically. We're really, really close. I'm learning, we like, me and my sister, Sharice, like, we're getting mad, mad close because we be, like, we be having conversations and we realize how much in common that we have and just learning certain things about uh, our father that they knew because they were actually alive when he was living, but 
they give me little information and snippets on that and things like that. So, you know. I don't have a good relationship good. with my older sister. It is what it is. Well, that's it, I guess. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I don't know what else to say about it. But uh-huh. my younger sister and brother, like, You're there. where the three amigos? Your sister, low-key. Was so protective of you when we first started dating. I know my sister was always protective. My very first was it? Yes, my very first boyfriend came to the house because we were about to go on a date. He was meeting my parents for the first time. I think he might have already met my mom and was meeting my dad. But like at our old house, it was a ranch style house, so everything was on one floor. And like she is peeking around the corner. <laughs> just looking to see what's happening supposed to be in bed and mind you at this time I was 16 so they were like 11 and I also remember when me and my ex-fiance was dating their bedrooms are upstairs and him and I were sitting on the couch downstairs watching TV and all you see where the spindles are is my sister look, peering through the spindles and then I feel somebody looking at me. <laughs> I look over and it's Nisha. And then I was like, my sister, um, I was like, why my sister over there watching us? She was like, I'm just making sure his hands stay on your shoulder. And then she turned around and went back upstairs. Mm-hmm. Like, my little sister is mad funny. And it's so funny because people think she's like so quiet. Hilarious. And like, and it's she is, but I know insiders. I know when to look at her because her facial expressions say a lot, and just the way she moves, her mannerisms are everything. Like the way she crossed her leg when somebody say something stupid, as if to say <laughs> "nigga, please." Like it just be little stuff that people who don't know her don't know, like what to look for. Yeah, and I'm like. Oh, your sister's so nice. She's so sweet. I'm like, my sister would hurt your feelings and you wouldn't even know that she hurt your feelings until like three days later. I was sitting there over your house one day and I just, I felt like somebody was just grilling me. Like, for real, it was low-key her. And every time I said something to you, she'd come to your defense. And she was probably doing something else. I wasn't even doing nothing crazy, but I see you got her back. I see you got her back. Being mad defensive and then Eventually, I don't even, I don't want to speak too soon because I don't know if I'm on her good side. I think I want her, she laughs at my jokes now, so maybe I'm on her good side yeah. now, but you know. My brother knows. more laid back. Than, yeah, your brother chill, man. My brother is, cool. my brother is laid back like Super people cool. think my sister is. Yeah. It's just because my brother don't care. <laughs> like, he just, uh, he, he like, whatever, yeah. Ain't nobody I mean, in his time. own world, he just chilling. That's my music cool. guy. Yeah, man. We have a whole lot in common. It's funny. You what? say that, you know, when, are, when he got older, that's when it just really clicked. Yeah, because I didn't like him at <laughs> all. Couldn't stand him. It's okay, AJ. I got your back. <laughs> like, I love him now. He's my best friend. Like, y'all are like best friends. I talk friends. to him almost every day. Me out that y'all just started connecting when he got older. That's when Because he was worthsome. Like, and he cool. didn't listen. My brother was diagnosed with ADD or ADHD, one of them letter combinations of things. Put his business out there. Oh, you getting comfortable. He was. I'm just saying, you getting comfortable. You didn't want to say your name. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I said my name. Don't Shut up. <laughs> but he did. And then, like, he was just, um, why are you snapping in front of the mic like that? That's going to be mad loud. It wasn't that loud. Trust me, I'm listening. 
Okay. Anywho. But yeah, he was just all over the place all the time. And it just, that wasn't conducive to my personality at the time. Now he, he a little bit more mellow. He older. He just grew up. He grew up to be cool. That's, good. that's the end of that. All right, well, with that one, let's go ahead and... Dang, what's that was on? weak. You over that here was, pressing buttons. Going on, bro? There we go. Nope, Turn that, that away. Next one. Anyway, let's see here. Uh, the next topic we got is the couples therapy session. We didn't have no topic for this last time. Cause we didn't? I thought we did. No. Oh. We skipped it. Because we ain't had nothing to say. Hey, so yo, what you Trey, gonna do? <laughs> I got something to say. I know what he said. Mm-hmm. Ice cube, right? Yeah. Go ahead and drop that load. What? Drop the load on. Oh, my mind went somewhere else when you said you drop the load. out the gutter, dog. I was thinking hey, what's about What's going pooping. on with you? What? When you say you was gonna drop the load. Where is it? Where, where? <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> Wilding, bro. No, I just asked the question. Cause whatever. Anywho, that won't even the gutter. How would you put that? How was that? What does that mean? Introduce the topic, Brittany. Oh, you gonna tell me later? Okay, cool. So for the couples therapy section of our podcast, we're talking about communication. Boy, bye. So, I was thinking the other day. I was like, everybody always say, when people, you ask people like, what is the number one thing you need in a relationship? Niggas always say communication. (laughs) Just like in college, communication can be a very, very broad field. And I was like, what the heck is is communication, bro? Communication can be a lot of things, like also really. Like what? What is it really? So, it could be well more than anything. Communication overall in a relationship, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is being able to understand each other. Like, right? Because when tick. I was, um, and I feel when like I was, we still be learning each other every day. Like, when I was talking, and when I was like talking it out with myself, I was like. People would say, like, communication is being able to talk to each other. Well, duh. And I'm like, <laughs> but that's so surface. Because yeah, you surface. can talk all day, and that don't mean you say it, Jack. Understanding is another thing. What like, I need. No, okay, I'm not going to. I was about to be with you on the bed. I was like, <laughs> You got to hear me on the pick up the pieces. Yeah, I was. But, um, yeah, that was just a really, really interesting thing. And then, like, <clears throat> I thought about that, and then we got into an argument like a day afterwards, and I was like, "Nigga, what is communication? I need answers, way." But yeah, this week <laughs> it was a rough one. It was a little rough. But we're here now, and we're yeah. in love. We won't never not in love, eh? I know. I'm just saying. I let the people know. So yeah, but yeah, understanding is. I feel like the big picture of communication because you can talk, 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 talk all day, but if you're not understanding where that person is coming from and understanding that they're coming from, if they're coming from a loving point, you know what I mean? 
I feel like if you're in a relationship with somebody, you need to take for granted that they are coming from that point. Yeah, and I know that, that that's a it's hard that's something that I need to work on. Yeah. Because sometimes I be thinking to myself, like, Brittany, do you really think that I'm trying to hurt you with my words right now? Yes. In that moment, I do be thinking that. Because you be forgetting that I love you, I think. No, I don't forget that you love me, but... I don't know how to explain it. It's kind it. of like you get blinded out by your emotion and your feelings sometimes. That's yeah. for both of us. Just a broad statement. I mean, that's people in general. Yeah. That's why people be like, don't make me say something I don't mean. That's why because they know. That? No, that's because they know at this moment in time, all I see is what I feel and mm-hmm. not what I know, which are two different things. Because feelings come and go. Mm-hmm. Facts are... Yeah, you can't change those. But it's just it's just a weird like a weird thing that people will tell you when you first start dating, when you first start getting into relationships of any kind, friendships, business, like uh, dating. But they never really give you clarification as with a whole bunch of other stuff. It's like this, I think. It's kind of like how someone that you've been living with like your whole life like to even piggyback on a sibling like you know that you have cousins siblings uncles and aunts that may say certain things but you know where they're coming from when they say it right because you're used to how they communicate right everyone communicates in specific ways in certain ways so it'd be the same way when i was about to meet your family for the first time you'd be like such, 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 such. They may say something wild, but they, they don't mean it like that. They're going to be playing with you. You got to be able to take a joke. You got to be tough-skinned. Same way where if I tell you about my family when you was about to meet my people, I'm just like, look, this might happen. Da, 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 da. It ain't even like that. This uh, da, 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 da. It may seem on the surface this is what it is, but they're coming from this place right here. So it's just about when you're in a relationship with them, you got to understand, especially if you've been with them for a long time and you guys been Year, like you know, six months to a year to two years plus. That's not a long time a to me. Well, I'm just saying, starting out. But a year, two years, by that time, you should be well off into understanding a little bit how you communicate. How you communicate? I feel like that's something that you should understand before you even. Well, at, at this age, it's that you should understand. It's I mean, when you're in your early twenties, you're you're. You pretty much have phased out. I think by 19 on average, you've pretty already, pretty much already had like a puppy love, like a high school sweetheart or whatever. Those are the best but when you mid 20s, late 20s, there are just some things that you should know about yourself before you enter relationships. And how you communicate is one of them. Like you need to be self aware about certain things. And communication is something that you should be self-aware about. And granted, it's not going to be 100% right 100% of the time, but you should be able to step back objectively and look at a situation and be like, oh, I was tripping when I said this. Or I did say that, which could have been interpreted mm-hmm. in a different way than what I meant it. It, it just takes time for real, for real. It really just takes time because... 
you can say certain things to a person and on surface they may receive it like this whether y'all been dating for a long time or not or for a short time or not but once y'all sit down like this is just let's say in an argument atmosphere they may say this right here and you interpret it as this and you just blow the hell up and then when y'all actually calm down and come back together and say we're going to talk this out and then you actually say what was intended when you made that statement to the mm-hmm. person when it you said that thing that made them blow up and you actually articulated well thought out instead of just saying that one thing that could be a trigger to someone mm-hmm. it, it 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 helps cuz then it's like all right so i see this is where you come from but you got to take the signs and you got to take those growing pains and learn from them and that's the thing that a lot of couples don't do they don't they don't take those those lessons from their relationship and grow on those because they'll just mess around and go back to the same argument over and over and over again. That's because probably because you didn't get to the root of the problem. Well, sometimes you may get to the root of it, but you didn't pay attention to it and you didn't realize, oh, this is the same thing happening again. He did say this is how he communicates. Maybe I should pay attention to that and realize that he really isn't. Some people get stuck back into their old way and saying, this is how I'm going to interpret it. But mm-hmm. if you know this person and they done did this before, this has been a reoccurring thing for them, and they explain to you what they meant by that, then you should take that and say, oh, I remember this now. This is familiar. And then again, also on the other side, the other person should realize, maybe I shouldn't say it like that. No more. You know, right. Maybe I got to understand that this person needs me to say it like this. So, It'll be a little easier on their heart and their ears, you know what I mean? But that takes a minute to get to because you have two people who are used to doing things their way, this particular thing, this particular way, and then all of a sudden it's a switch up in that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, that could also be a communication issue. So. Understanding, time, and comprehending. And intention. Intention. Intention plays a large part in it. A lot I of feel times, like that's part of the understanding because you got to understand someone's intentions. And if you're the person com- communicating, you have to understand your own intentions more so than understand somebody else's. Well, you gotta think, was I saying it's from a malicious place? Because a lot of times in arguments, people be lying. Like, flat out lying. Like, I ain't mean it like that. No, that's exactly how you meant it. Because that's exactly what you said. You might not have meant to hurt me by it, but your intentions were your intentions. I I can only speak for myself in this. I never have any uh, ill, malicious intentions when I say First of all, I'm just communicating with my significant other. I just can't do it. Like, I can't. I've never been that type of person that, like, don't let me say something that you're going to think I'm, you know, that I'm going to regret. I've never done any of those things because I'm just like, you can You haven't ever shit. said anything intentionally to hurt somebody you were dating? No. I haven't done that to you, have I? Not that I can recall. Because I haven't done it. I've never done that before. Now, granted... One relationship, maybe, but I don't feel like I even did anything intentionally. To, if well, you got to say maybe, to, that's because that was a relationship I can honestly, because I don't want to say it and put my foot in my mouth. Because 
that relationship was so wild. She bought a lot of shit out of me that I never even thought I was capable of doing or saying. Mm. So I don't want to say that I didn't do it to her. To my knowledge, and just based on my character, that's not the type of person I am. If I, I said I it am. to her, then I just really meant it. It wasn't that I was trying to say it to hurt her intentionally. I was saying it because that's how I feel and that's what I meant. But that's what I'm saying. Like, post-argument, you could go back and say, I didn't mean to say that. No. I meant I to mean say to that. Feelings. I didn't want you to be as hurt by it. Yeah, I didn't mean I just wanted it to that. shock you so you can understand what I'm where I'm coming from. Yeah, I guess. But I can also say that I've intentionally said something to um That's gonna be crazy. To um hurt somebody's feelings. Cause I'm mean sometimes. And I know that. That's hard, but Brittany, like you shouldn't want to be mean to you. I don't say I didn't say I wanted to be, but by nature, I'm a snippy person. Fear enough. Yeah, but I don't want you to say nothing to me that's gonna hurt me intentionally because you just got bad thoughts in your damn head. That's low key a bad person. I'm not a bad person. You can't say that though, cause you have bad person thoughts. Just because you have bad person thoughts don't make you a bad person. Well, you have somewhat of a bad person deep inside of you. If that's how you feel, I guess. I guess, whatever. So, to segue off into that, um, what, because I know from me and Brittany's uh, prior relationships and our prior disagreements, we realized that we we love and communicate in two different ways. And, um, I guess, I don't know the real word for it, but I can explain it. She's one of those type of people, when she's upset at you, she needs space. I'm not really sure why, which I'm pretty sure she will explain, but... Because I don't want to say nothing that's going to hurt your feelings because I'm mean. Okay. Well, that's maybe why she needs space. <laughs> that's why. Me, on the other hand. Because I'm fitting to go in. If you don't leave me <laughs> alone upset. and get away from me, your feelings going to be hurt. Me, on the other hand, if I'm upset or you hurt me or whatever cases, I don't want to, I don't want to be away from you. I don't need space. I want you to come to me and say, yo, what's wrong? Like, or at least, sorry, I ain't mean to hurt your feelings or something. I just like, you should come to me and try to make it better. If you hurt my feelings or if you piss me off or if you did something that was bad. I don't need space. I just need you to try to make it right. That's the type of person I am. Same way where every time I piss you off or get you mad, I always fall into it to where I'm trying to make it right. Or I try to make you feel better when that's since you like get away from me. I need space. But my whole nature is, damn, I fucked up. Let me make it better. The same way I want somebody to do me when they fuck up. And see, my whole—it's not nature, but it was conditioning. Is you hurt my feelings? Now I have to hurt your feelings back, and I really don't want to hurt your feelings back because I like you. So leave me alone for a day and a half. Why you be I'm just—I'm ex- very, very self-aware. I'm not saying that the way I handle things 100% of the time are the way that they should be done or are the ideal things. But I am really, really self-aware. Like, I really have 
took in a whole year away from dating and got real, real deep and introspective. And I know me. So that's just my nature to combat that and to prevent from ruining situations for my own self, for self-sabotaging. I know the steps I need to take, which is why a lot of times in arguments, I can write out how I feel better than I can verbalize it. Because writing is like, it comes supernatural to me. And then in the editing process to make sure I spelled words right, I'm like, oh, I forgot to add this. And I need to take that out because that sounds, that sounds really harsh. Like, those are the tools. And I'll be in the next room and send you a text message. Yo. Of stuff that I wouldn't have said to you if we were sitting beside you. Right. I've learned from relationships the good technology and a good tool that helps out communicating is texting. Because it takes all the inflection off. It takes all the harshness out sometimes. You can come back and edit it before you send it out. You can <laughs> but sometimes like, that, that can be hard. a double-edged sword. Because with works texting, for me, it I mean, me. it works for me too, but not everybody. Because in texting, there is no inflection in your voice. Things can be misconstrued. Because there's no emotion behind it. But I also is, feel like... And if you got two very expressive people... That talk with their hands and get real loud, like yes, how we Lord. do. Sometimes that's why it works for us. Because right. when we get loud, you know how I am. I don't like arguing. Soon as it get loud, and I'll probably be the one that get loud first. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to argue, and then I walk out the room, and then you get mad at me, like, why are you walking out? <laughs> like, this the shit I be talking about, like. Can I just be like, I don't want to argue. Let me get up out of here. I, we get but loud. sometimes arguments are necessary. Not always, man. I didn't say always. I said sometimes arguments are necessary. Like sometimes you need that thing. big explosion to just bring everything back down. It's like a volcano that's building up and building up and building up. It has to erupt at some point. Like the pressure is just too much. It got to go there. And if you can't, if you are in a relationship where you guys are secure together and you both know how to argue fair, that big blow up is not as bad as it seemed in the moment as in retrospect. I get you. I still, myself personally, I feel like arguments can be avoided. They're a choice. Um, Some arguments can't be avoided. I'm learning that as I get older now. Because I, I can honestly say a lot of times I hold stuff in a little too long and then I come and blow up. Yeah, you have to have... Bruce, you're just like coming at me crazy today. Like you getting on my case. Like this morning, for instance. But <laughs> I didn't feel like I was like getting on your case. But it was just a lot of shit that was on my mind. And I was just letting it all off at one go. And one clip. And you was just like, well, damn, nigga, good morning to you. And then I check out. Yeah. Because I don't got time. It's Friday. I don't want to go to work. But I got to... And at 7.30 in the morning, I don't need you telling me the 55 things that I did that pissed you off over the last six months. Write it down and send it to me in an email and I'll read it when I got time. But what you're not going to do is mess up my day that I'm trying to make good. So it's obvious to the audience that we're we're very normal. We don't have all the answers. We're learning as we go as well, y'all. Like, 
But we just want to share with y'all. My first healthy relationship in my whole life. About the things that we learn from each other. So what's some tips we can get in bed? For, I don't even know if there's tips, but one thing I can say is learn, because we said this to each other, that we learn, I'm not learn, but we love different, or our love language is different, or something like that we yeah. said. But the whole idea behind you need space, and I'm the one that always try to, I want someone to fix it, because yeah. I'm like, I'm all about finding the solution. I'm all about making it better, because I'm like, instead of arguing and being mad at each other, I'd rather be all up on each other, lovey-dovey, cuddling and shit. Because I like clinginess. I like that. That's me. So when we're not doing that, that gives me, it makes me feel like it's a lot of tension. And we have to resolve it. Space makes it even worse to me. But you need to figure out that happy medium. If you understand that your significant other is the person that likes space, then you want to communicate. And you're the person who likes someone to make it better. You guys need to communicate with each other and figure out what's the happy medium to where if he or she, whatever the case is, pisses you off and they're the ones who always like space, but you're the one that wants somebody to come fix it, they need to understand they need to figure out how to compromise that and make it better to you. And then vice versa. If you piss them off and they need their space, let them have their space. You got to understand that. So when I piss Brittany off, I understand that I can't go straight in for the solution or go straight in and try to be all over because she, then she think I'm fucking crazy. She's like, you just got through cussing me out of that five minutes ago and now you're already telling me you love me and want to be all up on me. You bipolar. <laughs> she needs her space. She needs her time to be mad at me and just and get over it. And eventually, she'll accept me coming in and being all up on her and loving on her and kissing and stuff because by that time, she admits me. And she already done played the scenarios out in her head. Or it may not even be that. It just may be time for us now where we can talk. Right. And it's not going to blow up. So basically, you need protocol. A protocol? Protocol, yeah. You know what a protocol is? I know what a protocol is, but give me more of what you're saying. You need a protocol. When things go here, this is how we handle it. Oh, yeah. And that's a conversation. That's what relationships is all about. Yeah, but... People don't tell you that. The same way people didn't tell you about credit when you was in elementary <laughs> and in high school. No, but I'm saying like those are fundamental things that because it's not something that's naturally ingrained in you, you have to either learn or communicate. You not full circle. <laughs> full circle. You did have to learn to communicate it, but it's it's protocols to all this stuff. No two relationships. Look exactly alike, mm-hmm. but I can tell you, my parents probably have a protocol when they get in an argument. I mean, they've been together they've been so, long. so long, yeah. But it's like all of the things and bumps that they hit, we can avoid some of those things oh, yeah. by learning oh, yeah. stuff earlier. You That's know? how I always live my life. I watch other people make the mistakes and be like, okay, right. I know, don't do that. Right. That's why I always say arguments can low-key be avoided. It's all about choice. And if you have a protocol in place, you will alleviate a lot of arguments. Yeah. So it's really about bumping your head if you if you have to, but then understanding that you only got to bump it once. You don't have to bump it multiple times, guys. Or you can listen to this podcast and understand that we need to get a protocol, and you get to your significant other and be like, babe, 
Let's make a protocol. <laughs> Before we get any of this shit going, let's get the protocol going. So. Because that's one thing we didn't do. We didn't. We're we like learning as we go. And low key, we didn't. We didn't date long enough. If that makes any sense. You don't think we, we dated long enough? right into it. No, we didn't date long enough. How long did we date? A week, maybe. You courted me for a week? I don't even know if I courted you. I tried courting you, and then you keep me to the curb. We're not going to get into We're that. We're not going to talk about That's that. That's a whole other episode. You keep me to the curb. And then I tried to give it another go when my brother came to town. But you keep you talking about how we not going to talk about it. me all the way off <laughs> And I was like, Ooh, I so would never do with this girl. We ever. talked about this episode that we're going to have. Basically, the episode is going to be called The Origin Story. And we're going to do it probably around our anniversary mm-hmm. in October and tell everybody like how we how we got here. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting it's story. Interesting. It's kind of dope, though. It's a it's cute little story. love it's story. Cute. But, um, yeah. I think because we had a relationship before now, like a friendship, yeah. we didn't even think about all of that stuff. Because mm-hmm. it was like, we jumped in. We homies, we hanging out. Oh, we kind of in a relationship right now, right? Right. And then it was like, okay, We cool. jumped from just cordial friends to in a relationship. We wasn't best friends. No. And that's the difference. And now right. we're trying to become best friends and we're bumping heads because we're like, I don't, you don't do this. You don't think we're best friends yet? No. Well, we're best friends now, but I'm saying a lot of times when you get into a relationship, well... Some instances you get in relationships with your best friend, you already have established best friendship with us. I don't think our generation does that at all. I've done it, I can say that I have no, I've only done that once. I think I at least did it twice. I literally had one relationship where it was like best friend type thing, and I think that was because of our schedules. Like, we talked on the phone, like, literally from, like, 10 o'clock until, like, 6 in the morning. You have more time to court Yeah, when you were younger. And maybe that's why those relationships felt so... Felt stronger. Yeah, they felt strong, passionate, because you had nothing to do. (laughs) You had nothing to worry about. You was carefree. All you had to worry about is if they was going to come to school today and you constantly looking at the door. Well, mine wasn't even when I was in school. I was I was, was so nineteen when it started, so but it was just like like you said it was low stress. It's carefree, yeah. Yeah, but now you got to put finances into it, bills and cars fucking up because we got raggedy. All the adulting money. stuff. Yeah, on top of getting to know one another and understanding how each other handles situations. On top of my moody ass emotions. Who? Me being moody. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you not understand how the fuck I can be so calm about everything. Remember when the tire blew and I had to come out of that money like out of the fucking air? And you was just like, you came to me thinking that I was about to blow up. But I was like, it's all good, baby. No worries. You're like, why the hell are you always so fucking calm about everything? I was like, because I mean, look. I know that I need to not plan stuff. Like, I literally plan 
Every, when I'm laying in the bed in the morning, I'm like, I'm going to sit up and I'm put my left foot out first. And then <laughs> I'm going to swing my right leg. Like, I am a planner. That's why I stopped. You remember when we first started dating, I had them planners in my purse? Mm-hmm. I stopped buying those. Because I would be like, Brittany, you need to relax. Like, you can't plan every single thing. You have to learn to manage your expectations. Therefore, manage your disappointment. Therefore, manage your depression. How did school? Why are you coming for me? Because, <laughs> man. Maybe. Shit. No, I did. <laughs> how many months did I go without being depressed? You've been doing better. I will give you that. I have been doing a lot I've better lately. Better. And I would say like June. What month is this? July. I did good in June. I didn't have one day where I just broke down and cried for no reason. I ain't had one day where I just didn't want to get out of the bed. Bro, it was always one week I knew Brittany was probably going to be in the bed that whole week. Just out of it. And I was just like, well, stay on that shit. <laughs> and I'm just like, it, I was like, damn, is it good for me to be the person I am around her? Because I'm so optimistic. I'm always looking on the bright side. If bad shit happened, I'm just like, all right, well, we're just going to move on to the next thing. And I'll be like, maybe it's gonna rub off on her. And I'm maybe we should you. talk we should talk about this next podcast. Okay. Yeah, we'll save it for next Like week. how to be in a relationship with somebody who suffers from depression. Yeah, okay. I got some PTSD. Well, not even post. <laughs> <laughs> Just S what is it? S D? Oh, T S P it was it would be Still T S D. What's that? Traumatic stress. Oh, you just said take the pee out of it? Yeah, take the post. Yeah, I ain't say so. present. Traumatic oh, stress disorder. <laughs> so, our next topic is for the culture. Do I got something to get us over to that? <laughs> I don't like that one. I was so anticipating that. For the culture? Stop using that mouth. I thought you turned it off. I did, but I needed to use it for a second. That still was whack. That was like the scandal. The scandal? You know the little scandal paparazzi? Why would it be for for the culture? Because it's like famous. You need some culture stuff. Bell gonna kill y'all. Keep eating that meat. All y'all gonna fall. Anywho, so this week Bruce picked this topic. This wasn't my topic. Just to put that out. It's a great topic though. I mean, it probably will be. So this week, did you get it from the show that we were watching? No time right now. Huh? Yeah, I did. Did Kinda. Okay. So this week we were watching. Um, I feel like our photo culture always kind of coincides with Up on Game. It does. <laughs> so we watch a lot of shows, y'all. Like we really, and it seems like we keep finding new ones every week. No, but what's crazy is that like 
this is the how we were talking earlier about how like me and my brother and my sister are super cool. This is how me and my brother and my sister got our bond by watching TV shows and then having really, really in-depth discussions about it as well as books because we did a lot of honors programs in high school, even though we were in high school at different times. So we kind of bond over things like that. And all of us are mad, artsy and musical. So those are things that, that help us cultivate our relationship. And I feel that's the same way between you and I. But anywho, I did one of your numbers. I went all the way around my elbow to get to my thumb. I'm so, running off on there. <laughs> Do you see my face? You don't like it. It's all good. Whatever. Ooh. For real, though, Bruce? <laughs> anywho. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. We need to talk. Anywho. Uh. So we're watching the Campbells, which is Erica Campbell and Warren Campbell's um, show that they have on TV One, I think it is. I think so, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, TV Erica One. Campbell. How y'all is... gonna get it right? But BET can't. <laughs> Can we let it go? time we see some good TV on TV, he like, damn it, BET, you missed it. Mr. Carl. <laughs> but anywho, um, they have. They uh that's the chick from Mary Mary and her husband. And so their daughter they are, they're like couple goals. But their daughter, Krista, is very beautiful, intelligent young lady. Super she sings. She sings real good. Matter of fact, babe, today she sung the national anthem at the LA Sparks um game tonight. Yeah. So on the show, they had a scene where she was sitting out there talking to her mom and she was like, um, Erica was basically like, I feel like some stuff happened yesterday when we went on our family date and I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to embarrass you in front of your father and your brother and sister by asking you about it. But I feel like there's more to the story than what you're telling us. So she was pretty much telling her mom like how she feels like the fat friend and how she also feels like all of the boys in her school aren't um, are into like dark skin or brown skin girls. And like that really took Erica by surprise because she was just like, when I look at you, I don't see complexion or any of that. I see beauty. I see your talent. I see your brains, blah, 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 blah. And their daughter is ass, really good. This is not to cut you off, but no matter yeah. she said it. Now, with Brittany telling the story here, she said it's so mature. Like, she didn't sound down about it. She didn't sound like it affected her. No. She just said it. She was it, like, it's the And option. it shocked her mom how calm she was about it. <laughs> she was like. She was so I think it shocked it. her that she picked up on it, A. Mm -hmm. And B, that it was like a thing that she just really didn't want to talk to her daughter about, but she knew she had to. And she was like. Krista, you're beautiful, and this, that, and the third. And she was like, mommy. <laughs> she was like, thanks, mom. I know that, but I'm just saying, like, that's just is, how, yeah. that's just what it is. She was like, look at our family. There's combination. She literally named, she was like, oh. you and daddy, you light skin, he brown skin. Auntie Tina and um uncle, I can't remember her, Tina's so husband name. Uh-uh. And she was like, she's lighter, he's darker. And they have, like, eight or nine uh, sisters, I think. And she pretty much went down a list of people who were brown skin, 
They or dark skin with light skin, skin girls, yeah. and all of the men were darker skin. All of the girls were fairer skin, and Erica really didn't have no answers for her because she was like, yeah. "Dang, that yeah. is true." Even with me and your father, so I just feel like personally, the only recollection I have of like. A complexion or colorism issue in my life really wasn't even an issue like that's how that's why I didn't like my best friend when I met her because she was light-skinned and she was quiet and those two combinations to me Sneaky. said no said she was stuck up I was stuck up true I'd be like hey that how are you and she was like girls. she was like hey I'm like I just said, how are you? You not going to answer how you is? <laughs> That's just how my mind went. And y'all are still Why are you looking at me like that? Pop off all the damn time. With smart ass mouth. What, brown skin girls? Yeah. It's the it's Pam and Jamie. It's the, it's the uh, what's it? But the, it's about what you time? see. It's the, uh. Um, what's the literary, like the. the Jezebel uh, and the Tragic Malala. Yeah. But it's just like, I never really dealt with personal colorism issues and I think it's because I'm not 100% one way or the other like I'm not super duper fair skin and I'm not super duper chocolate but I can tell you right now growing up myself I never had no self esteem issues when it came to my color nor my weight ironically even though I was always the chubby guy but I will say this I niggas tried to pick on me, <laughs> but I was always the cool kid. You was kid out here in Tokyo. If I, I was a mother, you would pick me. me. I yeah. love her. She is my spirit animal. <laughs> she has come back just the same way. Like I could literally <laughs> see, man. That's we're not gonna talk about Tokyo because right. I but love yeah. her so much. It wasn't even that. I was always the cool guy. Like even like when you when we worked at B does, everybody like, man, this nigga. Like being a bigger guy, I could I never really got picked on until high school, and even then, it is what it was. Like, for instance, I could tell you the person who picked me on picked on me the most. It was my damn brother. I'm about to say your mama. No, my brother. He picked on me the most, and ironically, that nigga ended up getting fucking fat, and he still be still trying to call me fat. I'm like, nigga, you bigger than me. Nigga. Like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you get some type of play. He was like, nigga, remind me of my glory days. Nigga, what up? glory days. When no, he was he small. Was small. <laughs> he was like, I've been on lost, both sides of the he spectrum. He lost weight, what, two years ago? A year oh, ago? Four years ago. It wasn't four, It was four baby. years ago. It was. He'll tell you. Really? Yeah, it was four years ago. He was dating Portia. No, that was four oh, years he ago. got slim. That was back in 2013. Do you know what the fuck the year is? I knew him then. Yes. Brittany, the last time we had talked to you, I think it was like 2013 or 14. Uh-huh. Before I came back. I be um speaking of the devil. Oh, that's butter. I be um 
I'd be lost on the coming years. Like, yeah, literally, yeah, my 10 year high school baby, reunion. Going on a tangent, I was like, night. literally. I'm sorry, baby. You talking to the day? This your podcast. You I took a nap. Go. I know this nigga energetic. I took a nap. Every time I like, say something, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> like, I took, help me. I took a nap when I got home. I'm ready. Can I can I finish my point? I was making because I should have finished it. Finish. Then Van kept. Made me mad dark skin, but mm-hmm. I didn't even have no problem saying. I will say this though, I do have one recollection of someone around me being uncomfortable with their skin. Cause I said something about this guy when I was younger. He was one of my friends. I don't even remember the boy name or nothing. This is like an elementary school, but I was so in depth in the culture based on me going to freedom school and stuff, being in NAACP. But I had said something around these group of girls. I'm like, oh, you ain't gonna try to holler. Uh, I'm like, I said, something I called him my, my home. I was like, what did I call him? I was like, this African brother right here, he got mad. That's I said something about African brother. Mm-hmm. And he got mad at me. He was ready to squad up and fight with me because I called he, him African. He thought you were trying to play him. And I'm like, my I African brother. Like, I was like, bro, you Do are you African. What is wrong with you, bro? You he felt like I was coming came, at his bro? complexion. He thought I was calling him black. black. I'm was like, yeah. <laughs> like, my black brother. Like, you not black? We all black, nigga. But that nigga was ready to scrap on that shit. So that's probably the only real recollection of it that I have as far as colorism. But it do exist, though. It really do exist. I have a friend who I, I think it. had issues with her complexion. It's ironically re- light-skinned people I don't have remember if we... um. I don't remember if we ever had a conversation about it, but I think that she did. And I also used to have a friend, like when I was in school, who we, I know for a fact me and this particular friend had a conversation about her complexion and how it affected her emotionally. But both of them were pretty. Like, they were really pretty girls. They were both light-skinned? No, they were dark. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard being dark skinned because a lot of times I ain't gonna lie, it's hard getting girls. Like when you dark skinned, when you were younger, you felt like it was like the girls like really wanted light skinned guys. Now it don't really matter. It's fair game. Maybe fair maybe game. in the nineties, yeah, in the nineties, because but now a lot of girls I know prefer dark skinned. You know what's weird about it? Kofi growing from up, Queen Sugar. Growing up though, we had a. Sorry. Growing up, we had a lot of um, movies and shows who the dark-skinned girl was the winner. Like, she was the... When? Light-skinned girls always played the dumb girls on television growing up. What show? Or the ditzy ones. Now, some of them played the successful ones. And then the dark-skinned girls, some movies played, like, the promiscuous girl. But I'm talking, like, Mia Long. She never played the promiscuous uh, dark-skinned girl. That was um, on purpose, though. She said that in an interview. Hillary played the ditzy one. Yeah, ditzy light-skinned girl. Light uh, the only one in particular that I can understand played that parallel that a lot of movies tried to play of the dark-skinned girl that was the promiscuous girl was Marky. Because they made Pam made, made her seem very, very promiscuous and desperate. Yeah. When Gina was the successful in a couple... Yeah. But that was probably like the only one. Any other time... 
the tragic mulatto rose stays strong. No, even the house party. House party, yeah. Charmaine. With with Gina mm-hmm. and Char- I mean with uh Charmaine Char- and what's Charaine. what was Gina? Charmaine. Charmaine and, and Sydney, yeah. They and then went class the same act, thing. The dark skinned girl that played in uh Boys in the Hood. Uh-huh. She was mad promiscuous and, and uh Hillary played the educated Smart yeah, AP and she was lighter. Like a lot of '90s shows still carried that sentiment. A lot of '90s movies carried that. The TV shows, like Moesha, Dark Skin Girl. Everybody, it won't no real light skin chick. It won't no light skin chick on that either. But that sister. gave you like an African like culture vibe. Yeah, sister, sister. They were two light skin girls in my book. Cause they mulatto, they their parents is one of their parents is white. But to me, they're not that light. But one of their parents is white. They're mixed. Yeah, I know. Then we're just talking mixed people and straight two black parents that make a dark skinned kid. Yeah, that's really what colorism comes from. Yeah. Your hair. That's a really really good um. Your hair and all that stuff. It's not master class. What is it that Oprah does? I can't think. Because she had like master class and then she had something else. Super Soul Sundays. It wasn't Super Soul Sundays. But whatever the the series is, Iyanla Van Zant was the uh, co-educator on this one. And it was about colorism. It was like two parts. And then they have the documentary um, Light Girls. And then they have They Can't. It was brown girls, and then they came back around and did light girls. I will too. say right now, dark skinned girls are winning right now. Yeah, definitely. Right Except for in the music. But everybody know that. If you don't know that. Nobody wants to yeah, admit you know. that. They hate to admit it, don't they? They like, do. Dark skin. It's like that whole um, Amara La Negra yeah. interview with The Breakfast Club. As you much as not I, to admit that shit. As much as I be like, Charlamagne be right. MB be right. I was like, y'all niggas work in music and y'all don't see this? It's so true. I was like, really, bro? And then to go back to um, Fair skin. the Campbell's we, show. You gotta explain it though, Brittany. No, what I'm saying? To go back know. to but the you Campbell's. Explain what we're saying. I am. Okay. If you let me speak. To go back to the Campbell show, Warren had he said that he had a conversation verbatim with the major record executive about his sister who's one of his artists and was like I love her voice I love the song I love her style but she's a little too dark we want to market somebody who's more fair and more relatable and just to give y'all an example here we can run down the list of artists and their comparisons and their contemporaries and how they were supposed to skyrocket, skyrocket and they got subsided because the fairest skin had to make it to the top. We're just going to start off with Queen B. Beehive don't come for us because we love Beyonce just like the next. And then Ayana, the Navy. I mean Rihanna, the Navy. Same difference. Fair skin. So you had seven. Kelly Rowland. Uh, who else we talking here? Those are the two that Name the people most. I can think of the most. Shit, Notori Norton. <laughs> and people got mad at Seven because she actually said something. It's real. It's so real because they can sing their ass off. We'll say SZA. SZA's winning right now because she just had an undeniable album. And 
Top Dog just make phenomenal fucking music. Yeah, she cut through the noise. She cut through it, but she still didn't get her recognition that she deserved. Cause she damn sure didn't get no Grammy, and she deserved a Grammy for that album. That album was fucking phenomenal. That was a good album. It was like undeniable. Top Dog won everything in my book off the bat because they just they're a machine. Um, shit, even with recording artists, you got Drake and Jay Z. It's hella dark skinned fucking artists out here. Uh, rappers Wale. out here. Wale fell off on the side. Mm-hmm. Shit. Meek Mill. Meek Mill about to come back though. It, sad to say going to jail was the best thing that happened to that nigga. I know that sounds fucked up. But it just kind of... Whenever so, somebody can get free my nigga on a t-shirt, it goes <laughs> a long way. It's so weird though because like... You don't want to say that it's 100% because of your complexion that you did or did not get these opportunities. But you can definitely say it had a factor. It has a factor in it. It definitely does. And it's just the way our world is set up. So. It definitely does. That's that's that. Alrighty, pumpkin. What's next on the agenda? Put you up on game. We really don't have much here, but we do got one little we, flash. We in pretty the pan much here. in these last five episodes have told y'all all the shows that we watch. We are gonna plug Love Is one more time because I mean, Love if you're is, not watching that show, oh God, so good. you just you just, just jump. We need to plug the profit too. Oh yeah, if the you're profit. Ambitious yeah, 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 yeah. And you want to be your own boss. Watch that show. It just gets you it gets you inspired. For it does get you inspired and it also lets you know the things that you need to think about before you go into business and once you start a business, once you're looking for investors and once you're looking for partners. Cause my next job, I ain't working for nobody else. I feel that B. This is like I literally wrote that in my GCO3, journal God. the other day. Like this job is the last job. Where I'm not signing people's checks. So, keep y'all posted on how that's going. Remain ambitious. Um, But the show that we really want to talk about on Put You Up On Game is an old one. It's no longer. (laughs) It's an oldie but goodie. It's an oldie but goodie. They don't even make episodes for it no more, but they had seven seasons, so we're binging it right now. And if you're sensitive and if you're super into today's trending being. If you are... Progressive in thought. <laughs> yeah, but even if you're not, like... It's you should have more appreciation for this. From, yeah. It's good art. It is. Because this is how it was. So you got to... Sankofa, like, you got to know where you came from in order to know where you're going. So it gives you a good retrospect of where we came from. It gives as you, Americans. It gives you a good idea as to... Why things are the way they why are. Why things are the way they are today. And why niggas are fucking why niggas time is up, right? <laughs> like it make you think about like, oh, this is why these old ass niggas still think they can get away with this shit. Cause this was acceptable back then. Right. And the show we talking about is Mad Men. So don't good. come for us, cause yeah. We late. If, we know. Yeah, we late. But I don't feel like a lot but of But we black here. We late, but we showed up. I don't feel like a lot of black people was on that show. I'm just be wondering. Um, I don't know. I ain't gonna say that. 
yeah, that might be a big generous. I don't know. But it's a really, really good I heard show. I don't talk about it all the time, though. If you like. Probably why I won't watch it, because I you like talk about it one day. Artsy stuff. If you like good writing, because the writing is great. Writing's really good. The fashion's in is really good. The nostalgic aspect of it. It literally pulls you into to that the 1950s, era. 60s pop era. Like, niggas was on it back then. Like, if you think niggas was on it now, niggas as was far on as it back what? then. Like, just makeup, dress, hair. Like, vanity was really, really in. Yeah. It's always in. But it just, it was something about that look back then that just. Because everything was now. appearing. It was. I feel like bro, it's circling like, back to that time. Where everything is something. on how you look. Present yourself. Yeah. It's still that same way, but it was just such a different standard. It was more. It's a different standard. More modest. Yeah. It's a lot more reserved. And everybody fucking smoke. And low-key smoking <laughs> was the cell phones. I had to break that down to Brittany because... It was. It was... Smoking was just as popular as having a cell phone. Everybody had a case of cigarettes in their hand, like a goddamn phone. And cigarettes had all the accessories, mm-hmm. like phones. Like, you see hella special lighters in here and special cigarette cases. And what's funny the is... Little, what are the things Being that- a 90s kid, I realized having parents that used to smoke and family members that used to smoke, it really used to be like that. What are the little things that you put your cigarette in? Like if you're a lady. Like one the little extender. No, the extender thing. Oh, like you don't put your lips directly yeah. to the filter. Yeah. You put the cigarette inside of this little thing. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then you smoke it like Corella DeVille style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you was a lady, it was mannerable of you to use those things. Yeah. Especially just because of the lipstick aspect. That and the fact that it just looked way cool. It does. And that's how they sold smoking. They sold it to say that it was sexy and cool. And they also gave free packs of cigarettes to people who was in the military fighting in the war. Told them to help relieve stress. But I feel like at the end of the show, everybody about to fucking die at the end of it due to smoking. (laughs) Because these niggas smoke smoke and drink. These niggas literally have bars in their office, like a dry bar in their office. Yeah. And they make Those the, the good old days. Go get the ice. See, this is what I don't like when you say. No, you say I'm not saying good old days because the women was fucking subservient to them or something like that. I'm also saying it was a good old days because you could drink every fucking where you could smoke every fucking even though I'm not an alky or a smoker. But it was just that was a way of life. True. That was part of the furniture. Yeah. You know, so watch it though, man. If you if you want to watch something really really good. Got to give it a couple episodes because it's gonna make you feel. It's gonna be a shock to your system, especially in 2018. Because the show wouldn't have made it. Today. No yeah, way. This show would have made it in 2018. It canceled right on time because this shit would not have made it. It would not have made it at all. Or maybe because it was back in the day, it would have. Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Niggas was like, don't even put this shit on TV. What the fuck yeah, is this Yeah, because that disgrace? episode when they was chasing the girl around the office, yelling colors. To I see like, what her, the color of her panties were. I was like, what are they were. doing? Tackle the girl on the ground and lifted lift her, her skirt dress. up to see what color her panties was. They had taken her back. They was wilding. They was wilding, wilding. but it was cool. And the shit they say. Baby. 
If you like Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, you would like this. You gonna like you definitely like this if you like Wolf of Wall Street because it's just like Wolf of Wall. It's the same ridiculous business concept and all this shit. And then I think what's so dope and relatable about it is that they have the main character, uh, Don Draper. He's a advertising executive, and I mean he's a a, a art. uh, Oh my god, my word! Advertising executive. You said it right. Yeah, he's an advertising executive, but he's direct. Um, thing is like art something. I can't think of it right now. My mind just went blank. I just let's not. So um, basically, he comes up with the ideas for them to curate these products and commercial placements, and it it kind of makes you think about so many things. It makes you think about um, women's rights. It makes you think about relationships between husband and wives. It makes you think about fidelity. It makes you think about cultural values. And it also makes you think about marketing and how like every single commercial you see, like strategic marketing is a real real thing. Think about Walmart. And it's crazy. Like Walmart is low key playing tricks on us right now with these fucking. They low key playing tricks on us. Put all these black. Pumpkin. Love and black culture in their commercials right Pumpkin. now. Who shop at Walmart? They know their demographic now. Yeah, this and is that, and it's When I saw bones at Walmart, I knew it was some shit going on. Walmart knows their demographic. And it's an era, era right now where it is okay for you to specifically target one demographic. One race. Yeah. Like you don't have to be as inclusive in your advertising. When the data backs up that this is your demographic, that this is your demographic, black folks love a little and they ride in the wave. Yeah, it's cool to be black. Everybody on this uh, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. What's the song they had? The goddamn uh, the Walmart commercial the other day. Which one? It was a specific song that they had in there by Neo Soul Singer, wasn't it? Neo, good man. Neo, that's what I just wanna be a good man. Yeah, and he came home and. He cooked dinner for his daughter while his wife was at work. No, it's cool though. Doing. I ain't gonna get mad at it. Cause it's it's showing, big face. Yeah, we got households, and we don't marry just black. Women. I mean, white women. Cause the Cheerios commercials. People was mad about that commercial. I was like, why? I know. I ain't. Can this no girl? I didn't even notice what was wrong with it. They was like the new Cheerios commercial getting backlash, and I'm like, what Cheerios commercial? And then when I saw it online, I was like, oh, the one with the dude from the Temptations in it. <laughs> Well, he was on the road. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with the commercial? And they was like, he got a white wife. And I was like, okay. Okay. How do we get home? Okay. Shut up. I was like, what does that even mean? Like, people were literally, y'all need to get take a nap. It, get over it. Take a shot. And mind your business. See, if this was mad, man, you had the dry bar right there. You say <laughs> two tears in the bucket, fuck it. Yes. And drop it back. But anyway, though. That's it for the night. Go ahead and give us our uh, plugs, babe. We did good. We got it finished, babe. All right, y'all. So if you listen to this, you probably already know. But I'm going to just say it anyway. We're on a lot of streaming services right All now. All of them. We're on <laughs> Spotify. We just got that, that little... Uh, that notification this week. We're on Google Podcasts, which is a separate 
um, entity, entity from, from Google, Google Play. Play, which and is it's why dope. you can't. If you have find... an Android, get Google Google Podcasts. This is really dope. Yeah, it's really dope. So we got we on Spotify, we on Google Podcasts, we on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, we on, on Anchor, we on a whole bunch of other ones. But those are the major ones that made us really really excited. Um, share this. Please comment. We we be looking Where at our emails. Where do we emails. have comments though? Even oh, if y'all can send us send emails. Us, yeah, man. you can send us emails send us at thecouplestherapypodcast at gmail.com. Everything is all, the couples therapy podcast is all one word. No cap, no spaces, no period. None of that. I think we should also, start an Instagram page. I'm thinking about that too. Because I don't see where they can leave us comments anywhere. Facebook. We post the shit on Facebook. If you like what you hear when you listen to it, go back to the Facebook page and, and just post share it. Or share it. Or post or something under Just comment the, underneath the We post. need to get some thread. I want to get everybody's some feedback. thoughts so we can, because if if we don't, then we're going to start fucking around and have some goddamn podcast block. Cause, well, we probably don't have block? podcast block because we're creative enough to come up with some content. Not even creative enough. But we just talk we wanna, about what we talk about. We want to have some discussion with y'all. We want to have some discussions with y'all. Yeah. And we want to include y'all into this. We want to have a mailbox. I want to answer some questions. I want to have a mailbox. For real, for real. I want to have a mailbox and... I you wanna have different there. sections that y'all and questions that y'all ask us about our relationship. Cause people be having smart comments. Somebody said the other day, babe, <laughs> that couples therapy podcast, y'all niggas sound like y'all need therapy. Maybe we do. We and I got three time. free sessions <laughs> from my job that I'm like, well shit, we go check it out. It ain't gonna hurt, but you got whatever. Couples therapy sessions from your job? Or just Bro, therapy sessions? Any type of sessions they give you three. That's how I went. Wedding planner. That's how I went to, um, went to therapy in 2015. Say bye to the people, babe. Bye, y'all. All right, we out of here. See you in two weeks. No. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Music major. I see you looking what you're looking at. Boy, you so late, get out the past Watching me walk away, you want it back I know, I know, yeah, I know Heard you been asking my friends about me Tryna see where I've been Tryna see you one week Tryna slide back on the slit, yeah I know you mad and your feelings You was sleeping on the cage, yeah Now I got you feeling sick And you madder than a bitch, yeah when you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Like a boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you offering. I let you go, so you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same. No. Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang. Sorry to say, it's nothing you offering. I let you go, so you just go away. I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same. No, no. Night after night, I 
that was up looking stupid Damn. It's funny how the tables turn, oh Believing in fairy tales, waiting on, yeah, waiting on Cupid Guess it was all in my mind, I was just wasting my time Hoping that you come back, come round to your senses So much for wishful thinking, you push me to my limit And I ain't coming back, boy, believe that You did enough, you can't do no more to break my heart Yeah, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say, it's nothing you hovering I let you go, so you just go away I hate to say it, but shit ain't the same Boy, you messed up, now you back like a boomerang Sorry to say, it's nothing you hovering